everybody, it's Alicia here and uh, this Teen Tips Talk, I am very uh, privileged actually to be talking to Jonathan Taylor. Now Jonathan has a company called Be Safe Online, so he is an online safety and social media consultant. Um, he did 10 years with the Metropolitan Police specialising in covert online investigations. He's got a master's in criminology and criminal psychology. He currently uh, talks in over 160 schools every year, and that's internationally and nationally. Um, and he's been doing that for the past 12 years. So I can't think of many people better qualified to talk to us really about, um, about online safety and what we can do as parents to keep our kids safe online. So welcome, John. Thank you. Yes, welcome, everybody. Good to speak to you. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, so you've been doing this for, for 12 years. Um, and what are the big changes that you've kind of really seen since you started? Because the internet's moved incredibly quickly, hasn't it? Yes, it has. And uh, I remember fifth time when I began the online work with the, the police uh, back in 1999, where we were going online pretending to be um, young girl victims. That's how it all began. So. I was thinking just the other day where we've come from in the sense of uh, technology, usage um, and behaviour. And it was, it's just interesting to think, well, that's sort of 21, 22 years ago. And even then we had the issues. And some of us may remember things like MySpace and in fact 2004 when Facebook opened. So the big changes really has been the fact that 90% of us will now obviously use devices to access the internet. We've all used the internet, but of course now it's about connectivity um, that's actually portable. So wherever we go, 24-7, you, me, my daughters or young users can access the internet. And what we've been able to see over the past, let's say five to ten years, the big difference is in behaviour. The fact that I won't use that many apps on my phone or my, on my mobile phone or my iPad or my tablet, whereas my daughters will, as they've grown up with it. They're now 23, 21 and 17. So their life is apps. You know, they will use the Internet and they will use it for school, but that's their life. And as you well know now and, and everybody listening will know that it's about Instagram and Snapchat, instant messaging and being able to actually contacts um, all your friends 24 7 that's really the big difference yeah and i know there's so many parents really really struggling with um you know what's appropriate amounts of time how to limit it what but it, it's a really difficult one so we've we'll, we've done all of that we can kind of cover that in a separate thing but i guess really it would be interesting for us to hear what your experience of working in all these schools what is it that parents are most worried about uh, <laughs> It's that's such still a, such a good question, and the reason I sort of don't really hesitate is I will say grooming, online grooming, stranger danger. That I, that's me as a parent, as well as the parents I talk to around the world. Um, however, bullying will always be online bullying um, or cyber bullying will always be there. It's not necessary that every single child will get into. Uh, difficulty or an area of social media or gaming where they will be open to uh, grooming by strangers. However, every child will be in an area where they can be bullied or, should I say, somebody can be mean to them. Okay. Because meanness and kindness can happen within your little group of friends. So it's the bullying that everybody um, really 
could be susceptible to other than online grooming. But most parents are so still uh, are worried still about online grooming and stranger danger. Okay, and with the with that that bullying, because am I right in saying that at the moment we do not have any laws in the UK that cover online bullying? There's various. Well, there's harassment. Yeah, there's obviously we look at harassment, uh, the fact that it's going to be, and then there's misuse of the Computer Act. There are little bits that the police can act on, and there have been arrests for online bullying. So there is legislation there to actually deal with bullying, but you're quite right. When it comes down to strict legislation that will perhaps protect um, and be for, and for law enforcement to act on, that will be over in the areas of um, indecent images and sexing and online grooming rather than online bullying because one of the big aspects of the online bullying is well, what does hurt somebody? Somebody can be hurt just from a comment, a throwaway comment, and of course there's never going to be legislation for that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when it's actually extreme bullying of harassment, there will be law, but somebody can actually have um, uh, begin mental health issues because they're being teased. It's yeah. banter. All these words are now coming in. And so yeah, you know, you're quite right when it comes to it's very, very hard to police. Um, but there's wonderful charities, wonderful organisations where reports can be made and uh, victims or families can seek help and counselling. Mm -hmm. And I think I often say with, with parents and with pupils actually that you know when you're being bullied rather than a bit of banter, if you ask them to stop, would they stop? If they would stop, then you know that they got something wrong. It they probably didn't perhaps mean it in the way that it came across but it's not bullying. But if it's persistent and you can't stop it, then you're stepping over the line. Do you know, you, you, you're right. And I, I actually, when I talk to some of the younger students, I talk about bullying by accident. I didn't mean to be uh, mean. One of the classic is where we see the crossover with technology because so many times, and when I have the students uh, talking to me, and uh, we're talking here uh, for, your, for the listeners, it's, it's really um, year four and above. You know, the police don't think this is secondary school. This is very young children in primary school because they've got access to devices. <laughs> but if you take one app like Snapchat, which despite his age being 13, children in year three, four, five, and six will have Snapchat on their devices. Well, because of Snap Maps, now Snap Maps, everybody knows what that is. Now you're able to see where your friends are. But the amount of times I see the hands go up when I talk about um, an individual or a child who hasn't been invited to a birthday party or a bowling alley and of course when they look at snap maps they can see their peer group all their friends are at the bowling alley but they haven't been invited mm -hmm. well they will feel and have the same psychological aspects of the feelings of bullying but nothing was said so i said you know there is bullying by accident because of technology so i said always say to children well think what you're saying think what you're using especially with parents i still a birthday party snap maps <laughs> you can, uh, and then they see what I said, just turn it off, just turn your location off. It's a, it's a secure thing anyway to, to make sure for security reasons. Just turn it off so that people don't see that because bullying has many different forms. Mm. Yeah, it does. And I guess, you know, the police must be overwhelmed with the number of people looking for help. So, the, I mean, the, I guess the ones, the, the charities that I'm thinking of um, would be Ditch the label, is that the one you were thinking Yeah, uh, ditch the label or stop bullying is one as well. Um, you know, you've got many that uh, at the schools will use. And this is, this is where, in fact, a lot of, you know, for parents out there and for professionals, the one thing I talk about when schools say, well, what can we do? And I said, well, participate in themed days. 
you know, even safer internet day every February, but then, you know, um, stop anti-bullying week. Mm-hmm. You really get involved. And when they, they keep it up, I said, so I always, I feel sorry for some schools where they seem to be inundated with pressure uh, from governments. Not that that's wrong, but they are. But there are a number of theme days. You've got um, you've got a welfare, you've got mental health issues, uh, other which one we can discuss. It's about this discussion and be aware of it. And if we can farm that out to the students who can, can feel comfortable to be able to talk about it, then that for me, that forget law enforcement, it's yeah. about that communication and children actually feeling um, they're okay with dealing, uh, with being able to talk about it. That's what we need to do. So getting schools involved really does help. And I think also from a parental point of view, I mean, you know, for any self-respecting teenager, you know, their terror of reporting that they're having a few problems online to parents is that parents are just going to switch it off, which is social suicide as far as they're concerned. So it's being able to say to them, perhaps, you know, whatever happens online, you can always come and talk to me and we'll work together to sort it out rather than this machine is evil and I'm taking it away because you obviously can't manage it. Definitely. Uh, parents will always be aware of uh, the aspects of bullying because bullying unfortunately starts and tends to be uh, be at school. But of course, there's physical, emotional, verbal and cyber. And with parents will, me, you know, with my three daughters, how was your day at school? And you will say, who's your best friend? Did you have a nice day? We do all that, but we never really talk to them about, well, how was your, um, how was your Snapchat? How was your Discord? But we're, all our children are now using direct messaging services. So what parents, I feel, must be is be part of it. Make sure they continue the conversation into the online world. Whether your child is a gamer and if they're using the games, whether that's the Fortnite or big games on the uh, PlayStations or the, the Xbox 360s, etc., or they're on Discord or Twitch. Now, some of these you may not be aware of, but we can talk about that another time. But there are these platforms where there's going to be online interaction with friends and also strangers. That's where parents must make sure they're asking. So the, so the child will feel at ease and they can go to the parent and actually say, well, yeah, that, that, I challenge that. That's wrong. He shouldn't say that. Well, she shouldn't say that to me. And it is about this um, communication that is continuous and parents must share their time within those platforms. They don't have to become gamers, but they must be aware of what their child is doing as well as what can happen to their child within the online world. Mm, because a lot, I mean, the whole, the fun part in lots of ways about the gaming is that it does give you access to chatting to your friends, but because they're open. And I guess most people will go on them just because they want to play the game. They want to get better at it. They want the challenge and it's, you know, it's safe, but, there are always going to be, there's always going to be somebody out there who's going to use it for nefarious purposes, aren't there? Exactly. Uh, I mean, that's unfortunately why I had a job for um, over 10 years, pretending to be a 12, 13-year-old girl, because there is that side of the internet that is a bit dark, it is a bit seedy, and um, online predators will use those areas. And and, and if they are online predators, online um, sex offenders who want to engage with children and young adults, well, there's no better way than going into Fortnite, going to Discord, Twitch, playing the games or using Snapchat or Instagram because we're still in a situation, unfortunately, still, that it's, the vast majority of users don't make their accounts private. They want them open because that means that they can have perhaps more people seeing what they do, how they perform. We know that TikTok now is so, so popular. 
for me as somebody within the field, I always find it and, and online, I find it fascinating that TikTok is so popular, but it wasn't popular when it was called Musical.ly. It was popular with children, but then it did the transformation. Now that's basically because of the app was created, still owned by a Chinese company. And they, they, if you go to China, it's huge because that's what the Chinese company, they bought it and then used Musical.ly with a, a dance bite, it was called, and that's why the popularity. But of course, it's open to anybody. Yeah. And the more successful you are, the bigger the performer, you want people to see you. So whether you're, whether you're five, six, seven, or 15, 16, 17, you're gonna want individuals to see it. And of course, yes, these, these areas are absolutely the, the playground for online predators, which is just not nice. So in terms of what parents can do, you know, there's the obvious, they're kind of talking about what you're doing and checking in with who they're linking with. But what, what you know, for, let's, let's start with the, with the bullying and the, and the grooming. What, what advice would you give to parents? Number one is you must be involved. Now, I'm, when I say that, it's, parents will look at me, well, yeah, that's obvious. Well, yes, it is obvious. But if some parents will say, well, how old should my child be before they have a mobile phone? And my answer is, I don't know. I'm not their father. Because you know your child better than anybody else. So if you want me to write down uh, no mobile phone until they're in year, uh, year seven and no internet access, no camera uh, ability for that phone, it's a standard brick, that's easy to, but that's common sense if you're, if you're that parent. So number one has to be be involved because we, as the adults, we, we buy the devices, we, we, we buy the account, we, we buy the extra top-ups, we allow them to have the game, we buy the, the, the controls for them. So we must be part of it. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they, you have to spend your time on TikTok or Discord or Twitch or Fortnite or all Call of Duty. It just means you must be aware of what it does. And, and part of that means try and stick with age restrictions you know that's another little tip you know they are there for a reason you know the the, the pan-european gaming inst instructions do state an age and it's there for that reason but that's difficult and i am a realist because parents will say well i'm getting pressure from my eight-year-old because he wants to be on Fortnite, and Fortnite's 12 yeah okay i understand that so um allow your child to be on it for 20 minutes, sit with them, watch what they do, understand the games that they're using, that uh, they won't be using Save the World because it's not very good on Fortnite, but they want to be using the big games. They'll want to get to the top 100, so that means they may want to buy more uniform, uh, more weaponry, because then they could be better. So understand their usage. That's the that's the participation, understanding that every parent, or should we say one parent, doesn't need to be both, or but yeah, at least one parent, or even um, an older brother or sister, somebody who will just introduce your child or young person into that area. And once they're there, then you can have those conversations. Yeah. That's the important bit. And then um, I talk, talk to people about being aware, aware because only because I've come across an awful lot of parents who've suddenly ended up with these massive credit card bills because yeah. they haven't switched off the in-game purchasing and, and they've been buying all the skins and the weaponry, as you, as you mentioned. So um, is that, presumably you have to have, have that to purchase the game in the first place, but then it will be pretty obvious for parents where you can switch that off. 
Yeah, there is. And, uh, physically, it's you being there and watching and it's having a conversation, but there are the parental controls. Now, the, the one issue about Fortnite, which I have an issue with, is only six parental controls on it. There should be more than five. You know, there should be. There's not. Um, but of course, the, the console that the, the child will be using will also have parental controls. And I have a list. I have those resources available for people to see and read. So again, that understanding and involvement must be before the child uses the game, the parent has actually gone through it and actually been able to understand what the game does. You can play the game from scratch without having to purchase any skins, uniform, or anything, you don't need those yet. Loot boxes, that type of thing. You don't need to buy them, you can still play the game. But you touched on it earlier, so the fact that most children want to get better. They want to be the next level. There is that element of competition, which is why they'll play against strangers. But then, you know, how does this cross over into the element of what parents were always worried about, which is grooming? Well, any child, any user will be able to receive notifications and requests from people they do not know. Mm -hmm. So straight away, stranger danger. So what you need to do as a parent is say, well, what do you do when you get a request? What do you do when you get a notification? The vast majority will answer it. They won't see the comparison to chatting to a stranger. To them, that's not chatting to a stranger. To us, it is. So they can then at the end of that, delete the request. They can delete the notification. It's gone. There won't have to be any onward because when you start to look at the methodology of online predators, it will be to have this initial engagement within Fortnite where the contact will begin and then trying to say or Instagram or any other social media as well as the gaming and then introduce direct messaging. And when we started about what's been the big, the big change, look how many instant messaging or direct messaging um, apps there are now. You can talk on any platform now to anybody without anybody else monitoring it or being there. So that's the methodology for online um, offenders is now far easier for them to offend than it was before. So that's why parents must keep saying, well, who are you engaging? Who are you playing with? As you would in the real world. Mm, yeah. Okay, so that that engagement is, is hugely massive. Important. Yeah, yeah, and then a little bit more about you know how how might you discover, for example, that a child was in danger of being groomed, and what you know what 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 are the signs to look out for? Well, straight away though, the first one will be if they've been um, scared um, from the experience, they will not be using that game or the device which is quite alien because, you know, we know that they'd spend hours on it. And, and so that's one of the first things to look at. Or they become very withdrawn or they become very quiet um, or there's, there's a lot of tears. Or the other side of it, they're very happy and they're getting unexpected gifts. Okay. They can be physical gifts. They can be being sent. Or if you're monitoring and you watch their character, um, their avatar, oh, you've bought a new uniform. Who bought you that? because you didn't, and you haven't set up your Fortnite with a credit card. How's that happen? Oh, uh, somebody I know, they bought it for me. These little things you can uh, monitor as they go, but a lot of the time if it's gone, let's say, to the extreme of them having perhaps sent an image or being agreed to do something they shouldn't do, they will obviously become very quiet. As with any other aspect of a child that knows they're in some sort of danger or they've done something they shouldn't have done. So the monitoring and being involved really will help and these little signs are there. Yeah, I mean, it's frightening thinking. You know, I was reading a report the other day which was talking about 
how manipulative these people can be and then it goes it seemed to me from reading this that it sort of could go quite quickly from sending one image to being made to do you know filming themselves doing some really really disturbing things yeah it, certainly that can happen and um the, the other side to this is that some people believe that um, a lot of predators pretend to be somebody they're not, i.e. a boy or a girl of the similar age to the um, victim, should we say. But that's not always the case. Most offenders are very open about it. They are manipulative. They are complete. They know what to do. They, they will worry because you, you, now we talk about knowledge and wisdom. Um, if you say to a child who's very young and, using a game if an offender will say i've got access to your webcam i can see what you're doing a child may believe that yeah. you know despite any scam or any the spam emails that we still get still people will fall for that and of course we're talking about young users and some young children so they'll fall for it they'll get threatened so they may then film or send images of themselves but a lot of the time, these offenders, they're just, they're not pretending to be anybody other than what I say is a, you know, it's a wolf in sheep's clothing yeah. because they've already had that rapport stage. They've already had the games. They've already bought things for the child. And then they say, right, as I bought you that, uh, that loot box, I gave you credit. I did this for you. Now you must do this for me. And there's a lot of pressure and children are too young to be able to deal with that pressure correctly. Yeah. Um, so that's where the, again, this side of uh, parental involvement really helps. So on the on the subject of the cameras, you know, have, like you said, being able to take over the camera, um, is, is should we be covering up? I've read somewhere you should put blue 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 tack over your camera, you know, when you're not really using it for for what it's meant to be used for. One hundred percent. Yeah, cover it up. No need for it. Now, the reason I, I say that, but the other, the other side to this is what parents must understand is, well, how does my webcam get compromised, well, my child's webcam? And this is for either a, um, a, a mobile device, an iPad, a tablet, or PC, or even gaming, or even smart TV. Anything that has a camera or has the ability and, and has internet access can have um, um, malware, spyware attack it. But how does that spyware get to the device? Because most uh, viruses will be because of the user's done something. So if you think of the emails, there'll be an attachment that you've opened. The email doesn't give you the virus, the attachment does. But now, of course, it's progressed to messages on things like WhatsApp. There's, or, um, there's going to be messages within gaming systems. But the main way that the viruses can get to a, a device is through uh, streaming of films. One of the big things now, now when you think about streaming of films, if you go into Google and put a search title like Frozen, I, uh, I know there's Disney Plus, I know there's Netflix. These are all fine. These are all perfectly fine, good companies that you can pay money and you can stream movies. Perfect. But if you haven't got those accounts, you go into Google and you put in Frozen or Frozen 2 or Fast and Furious, and you scroll down the websites, you will find a website that is able to stream the movie to you to watch on your device. They're called file sharing systems. Some people will remember them. Some will know them that PutLocker is still around, despite what people say. There's Solar Movie. There's many. And children know about this. And this is where the hands go flying up in class. When I say, who uses them? Oh, yeah, I do. I use them. 
Um, so what they've got to be careful of is this, what offenders now do is attach the virus to the film, a, copy, a digital copy that they've got, and the one that you by chance happen to stream, the minute you start streaming, the spyware or webcam compromise will open up your webcam. And you won't even know. There's no light that comes on. There's nothing else. So that's so we've got to understand how it happens to prevent it happening. But until then, as I say, cover it up. You don't need it. We've got our webcams on now so we can see each other for this podcast. But if we didn't want to, we can cover it up. So I always say another tip will always be cover up your webcam if you don't need it. Yeah. And especially if your child is under the age of 16, please cover it up permanently. If you're going to have a family chat, have it on your computer. There's no need for a child to have a webcam on. Of course, goes completely against the things of TikTok, goes completely against Snapchat, Instagram, all these performing apps. Yeah, you're right. So that's where you go back to tip number one is make sure you're there to make sure what they're doing is appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, it's just terrifying what can happen, isn't it? It, it is. Um, and how, how easy? How, and again, you know, great question. So I say it's such a great question. Where, where's, where, where's the, big, the big change? Well, the change is technology. But of course, what we must always, and I still say this to parents, it's not the technology. It's not the device. It is not the internet that's going to get your child into areas of difficulty. It's behavior. If any user, us included, if we behave appropriately, correctly, legally, you'll never have a problem because that film that you streamed is illegal because it's, it's copyright theft. Don't do it. It also means you're not going to have your webcam compromised. Mm. So it's about behavior. But of course, there's lots of challenges for children as they grow older. They, they want to push the boundaries. They want to test this. So they want to be the, have the same sort of device or the same activities their friends so yeah but we need to be make sure behavior is appropriate and then once there if if a webcam does get uh, compromised presumably it just means that it, you know so for example you've got your 14 year old they don't know that their webcam's been compromised half of them have them up in their bedrooms all the time anyway that basically means that whoever's got control of your webcam could be filming you at any point in the day and using that footage to do whatever they wanted with. Is that right? Yeah, and, and what, I, what I go on to say is the fact, well, let's think about it. Your webcam's compromised. Most children, I'm in, I'm in my office now talking to you. I don't have a computer in my bedroom. My daughters do, and most young people do, because that's where they do their homework, and they don't shut them down. They don't even shut the lid, they just walk away, and then the computer goes into hibernation or, or uh, sleep mode. But the webcam compromise continues. So what do they then do when they come back and get ready for bed? They get undressed. Mm -hmm. So now you've got this imagery that is now being sent to the hacker or the person who put the virus on. That also means that they can, if it's somebody who's done it deliberately in a message, i.e. what we were talking about earlier, about the fact that there's pressure being put on. The other side of this, which is a bit sad, if we talk about cyber vetting for the future, there's always the issue of the, the, this imagery that young users, children, don't even know that they're being filmed. So the, the computer that may have been compromised will be in their bedroom. That automatically um, means that they'll be filmed, unfortunately, whilst they're getting undressed for bed because they don't turn the computer off. They don't even shut it down. It's just in hibernation or sleep mode. Now, not only is that 
possibly a, um, an offender who's sent a virus via a messaging service or a game. But it can also be the fact that it's just a virus. But of course, for the future, when this child or young person applies for a job or uh, even university uh, place, those areas, they, they, those companies and universities now use cyber vetting. Now, cyber vetting basically is to vet somebody to make sure their online behavior hasn't been um, in contrary to what is expected of an individual at that place of work or university. So have they been behaving appropriately? And one aspect of the cyber vetting is a facial recognition, which means a copy of the, uh, the, your face is searched on the internet for imagery and videos. But of course, if there is a video, when they carry out that search, which will search for images of that individual that may be, may be 100% skin, meaning naked image, they can be refused. And you only get the letter saying, sorry, you're unsuccessful. They have no reason. So the actual compromise that may have occurred two, three years ago because they wanted to just watch a film has a massive impact. So behavior is so important to make sure they understand that they shouldn't be streaming illegal movies. They should be using Netflix, iTunes, and everything else. But yeah, it's such a complex, uh, and that's where technology steps up. They must understand this to make sure behavior is appropriate, legal, and, and correct. And if you, if, if you discover that that's something that's happened, mm. is there, you know, because we all know what's up, what's up there is up there, end of. Yeah. What, you know, as a now, parent, what would you do? Yeah. What I, what I talk about, because parents exactly have that reaction. Well, what can I now do? Because you can't take an image off. Now, the, the actual technical side to this is facial recognition is about 95% accurate. It actually works um, for you, but also works against you. The fact that you've got somebody that looks like you. Um, but, but no, facial. And then you have to look at companies. Well, companies at the moment in the UK, in, in London, the last, well, I, I work with companies. I always ask eight and um, they say, yeah, we use cyber vetting. We use it. We may not use facial recognition, but we use cyber vetting to see about comments and how, they're, how they've been behaving. They must now work on the principle that that is going to be used. But most universities in the United States, uh, even high schools, is about 40%. In the UK, it's about 7% or will be used when it's required. So what to do? Well, what I talk to parents and, and, and uh, um, older students about is their digital tattoo, their digital profile, their online reputation. You can call it what you like. It's, it's what basically they've been doing online. I use the expression digital tattoo rather than digital footprint because it has that degree of permanency. And what I'll say is, well, think about social media. The only reason we use social media, me included, is to either be mean, that's not me, but I do show off. I will say today, I had a wonderful time talking to you. Look at us, look at look what I'm doing. It's an element of showing off, but we do it for business. We use LinkedIn, we use Twitter, we use blogging, we use websites. So what I say to these students, how many of you have got your own blog? Whether that's a free from WordPress or Blogger, doesn't matter what you use. How many of you got your own website and got your parents to pay some money every year to have a website? How many of you use Twitter? How many of you follow the university or the companies that you want to go and work for or study at? How many of you um, use LinkedIn? LinkedIn has an age, and the age for LinkedIn is 14, but they don't use that. They'll lie about Fortnite, to be, and they're not 12, but they won't use LinkedIn until they're probably about 30. So <laughs> I said, these are the things you can use. This is still social media that they can use to a positive effect. So I said, you know, 
Um, most um, sixth formers will now possibly be offered, they'll do an EPQ, um, an extended uh, qualification, they'll do the essay. Or they may do the, and if it's IB, they'll do the extended essay. Oh, we say, well, what have you done with that 3,000 word wonderful dissertation thesis type thing? Uh, nothing. So, well, if you put it into your blog, and then you actually use that in LinkedIn and Twitter. In LinkedIn, it shows you as published. Oh, so when you start doing cyber vetting, this is what overtakes any negative behavior that you may have had. So you can get your parents involved and they can like it, share it. They use their contacts on Twitter and LinkedIn. And you actually start to follow individuals at the university. So if you want to study medicine at UCL or St. Mary's, you start to follow the department. You start to follow, you can find the lecturers. And some of them will follow you back. They will see your blog. It's this type of behavior. So I always talk about what's called, I call it my, my, my five-point stance, which I always show my hand for. That one, clean up your social media. One, take images off. I know you're deleting them for yourself, but at least they're not on. So the majority of cyber vetting is about current information about that individual. Whilst other comments may be, um, uh, be able to be found using things like facial recognition, work on the premise. They're going to look at what's current about you as an individual. So clean it up. Clean your comments up. Clean your associated groups up and your activity. Clean it up. That's your YouTube channel. That's your Facebook, if you still use it, Instagram and everything else. Using social media positively to make sure when cyber betting does or if occurs, that's what they see about you. Wow. Amazing advice. Well, I've got two who are just about to go job hunting. In fact, one's got an interview this afternoon, so I shall be ringing. Yeah, actually, quite interesting. Though after our last conversation, I said to her, "Have you have you published that your your um you know final piece? Because you've got a first for it, you might as well." Um, Most definitely. And that's the kind of stuff that's going to pop up. You want you that's what you want popping up, isn't it? Yeah, quite correct. See, this is the parental involvement because quite correctly, a 17, 18, 19, or 21, 22 won't think about that. My daughters didn't. I had to uh, you know, tell that. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I've, I've helped them create them because I use LinkedIn. I use Twitter a lot. I, I think they're great, but when used correctly. Um, so you've got to still be careful what you say, but you can actually make sure that you can start these off. But blogging, I think, is one of the most um, underused resources in social media by, by students. And I know a lot of schools now do it. I wish schools insisted that students did the EPQ at uh, schools or IBs. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the RBs for the extended, I just wish because it just shows what companies and universities want to see is the real person. Yeah. And at the moment, what they will use or can use is the online person. And I'll be honest, a lot of students, you don't want to see what they've done. No, uh, <laughs> exactly. And I mean, and then this word, there's uh, the, the research was done three years ago, and it was up to 65% of companies were turning people down because of inappropriate behavior. There's no definition for the word inappropriate. I might do something that you would think is inappropriate. I might think it's fine. But if you've got the key to the door and you're going to select me, you're not going to select me if you think I've done something inappropriate. That's the difficult bit. So that's why teamwork, speaking to the schools, parents being involved with their children, so much better. Mm. Yeah, it's quite funny. I was watching, just flicking through the channels last night, came across a program called Naked Attraction. I don't know if you've seen it. And basically you choose your part based on their naked body. You don't see their head. And you think, well, and these, these were, you know, these were people in their 60s that were. And, yes. and you kind of think, 
Uh, you know that that idea of inappropriate behavior i mean if i scroll back to sort of my grandmother's generation she would no more have appeared semi-naked or naked on a tv program than flown to the moon so you know it's that very slippery kind of understanding of what is appropriate and what isn't and and actually you're 16 and you watch programs like that and you watch love island and you watch you know it's very easy for them to lose their moral compass i think I, I, I totally agree. And we are at this stage where, um, you know, I, I can't stand Love Island. My, my daughter, my wife wants to watch it. I can't stand it. <laughs> and yeah, and I look at it that way, the way that you may have looked and think, well, you know, what is, what is this telling people? Yeah. Um, it, How is it telling people, you know, 14, 15, 16 year old? No wonder. Um, so yeah, it, but also I do think, uh, and I'm, I'm more, I am a realist, I think that, well, 10 years from now, There'll be a, you know, with cyber vetting, perhaps there's just going to be an acceptance. Yeah. We've all got this thing called, I use the term, digital baggage. Yeah. That we've all got some. I could be asked some very sticky questions about my previous, my, my rugby career when I was on rugby tours. Um, but fortunately, there are no such thing as mobile phones then for the silly antics rugby players or, or, or sportsmen get up to on their tours. But yeah, there was uh, now, of course, you have got um, physical evidence and they're behaving appropriately. But I think there may be an acceptance of digital baggage in the future, but at the moment, we're not there. Um, Mm -hmm. So that means that parents parents must be involved with their uh, child's digital tattoo. Um, Well, I think we've got so much information there. But if we were just going to finish off, John, if you were going to give parents your top three tips for... Care, you know protecting your children in terms of bullying and online grooming because those are the topics that we, well I guess we'd put in the sexting now as well what would they be well you, you heard the first one which is be involved with your child make sure number one you have to be don't let your child or young adult be alone whilst they're using these gaming because I accept I do accept that uh, in this day and age, there'll be an element, they will just lie about their age. They'll be able, they'll just do it. Mm-hmm. So number one will always be, be involved with your child. Now I, I'm not gonna, I, I do a thing called the top top 10 tips. Um, one will always be uh, that being involved. But what we must understand is this, and I'm gonna quickly go through if that's okay. Yeah. One, technology is a privilege, not a right. Mm-hmm. We must understand. It's a tool and not an end point. So don't think it was the be all and end all. Your digital tattoo begins at birth. Privacy doesn't exist on the internet. And I always talk about the delete key. And I said the delete key should be renamed the archive key because everything is permanent. Yeah. Understand that. Be kind online, uh, an upstander, not a bystander. Actually support each other. Um, don't share passwords and always this is for a child always get permission uh, before you actually install an app or actually start using a game and but for adults I'll always say there's a mantra be involved with your child stick age guidelines if you can teach your child how to be kind online and always always have an open dialogue with them about their online behavior so parents get the four but children get the eight or ten <laughs> fantastic you're amazing and what i'll do is we'll put up on the website your you know the links to your website and uh, yeah please do and all those resources i talked about they're all free you know, just download them and they yeah. the parents can go through them with their children that's amazing 
thank you so so much for sharing all your knowledge with us so that was You're very welcome Aww. that was Jonathan Taylor so Jonathan be safe online and um, we'll put all the details up we'll put the links up for you so you can you can have a look at um, more information when you need it but um, I hope you found it as interesting as I have and um, I will see you soon for the next one bye